once again, you're listening to What's Up Aboard, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. I just want to know, what's yours? With that being said, one of the weekly goals of this podcast is to help people like you learn from our guests and comprehend information from a different lens of perspective. To all the listeners out there, both old and new, salute. Now let's begin this episode. Over to you, Wardy Ward. Let's go ahead and get started. Before we get started again, now can you please tell us where you live at, what's your occupation, and how many pair of shoes do you own? Oh, yes. Um... Well, uh, I live in Washington, D.C., um, formerly the nation's, uh, no, the nation's capital, I'm sorry, formerly Chocolate <laughs> City, it's okay. still the nation's capital. Um, yep. I work in Virginia, which is not too far, about 20 minutes, and I have about, I can't remember how many pair of shoes I own, but um, I use a good three pair in rotation, and two of those mm-hmm. are crops. Okay. Now, are those Crocs the same color or a different color? No, of course not. I have a blue pair, pink pair, and okay. varied others. You know, a lot of people are wearing those shoes now, and they're putting those little medallion things on them, the little, uh, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, do you the do that charms. Too? Yeah. No, um, I have them, but I'm just simple. I don't like to draw too much. It's already, they're already Crocs. <laughs> it's nothing right, too right. extravagant about them. Uh-huh. Yep. I know that a Walmart has those kind with the little fuzzy stuff in them too. So that's that seems to be popular too. Yeah, it's really oh. a, a really popular mom shoe. It's just so comfortable and they go with most most things. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to get into the weeds of the topic. Uh, when I contacted you, I mean, I saw your you had responded to a post on Instagram. And it was referring to the, the black-white issues. Uh, you had mentioned that black girls were uh, actually called booty scratchers and light-skinned girls had approved themselves. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? Let's, let's talk about that. I was so fascinated by that. Now, was that back in high school or is that just what's happening now? Or no, this is definitely back in high school for me. But at the times, you know, if I would say anything, it probably gotten worse. So um, growing up, it was pretty much um, a melting pot of minorities but usually it was mostly black people in my high school like everywhere everyone's black but that's why I'm like it's a demographic thing because everybody talked about everybody Um, Mm -hmm. we had Africans in our school and it didn't really matter you know because no matter what everybody got went on so that's why I'm like sometimes when I see Sometimes Africans try to say, oh, black people didn't like me growing up and they treated me this way. I'm like, that's what everybody, like we all grew up, you know, having (laughs) um, self-hate, you know, and being taught things about other people that was really ridiculous, just thinking back on it. And that's why I'm like, yeah. Um, And I can say that because looking back on it, I did have a diverse group of friends myself. Like, I was brown, I had a light-skinned friend, dark-skinned friend, all that good stuff. But it was just crazy to me because some have, you know, black women, period, have apprehensions because you never know who's talking about you. You never know what they're thinking. You never know, you know, how somebody may receive you. Uh-huh. So, especially growing up back then, it was just more like, a, I'm just going to stand on guard. So, I'm yeah, just going to yeah. come for you before you come for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Type thing. Yeah. I see. So, you said you had a light-skinned friend and a dark-skinned friend, but did they both look like Michael Jackson? See, that's the question. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, back in the day, uh, where... You said you had to learn how to joan a lot or to hold your own because I know now we have this thing called bullying and I'm thinking is that similar to the same thing back there? If you joned on with considered bullying now? Is that what your your take on that? I mean, yeah, because it's more like making fun. It's more like poking fun at people 
Mm-hmm. And since I grew up um, in Chocolate City, um, it's a big type of family, you know, family aura with everyone because everyone looks like each other. Like everybody is kind of family. So mm-hmm. um, my grandma had about 14 kids, rest her soul. So I have a lot of cousins. Mm. And we all grew up, you know, poking fun at each other. That's just how we grew up, you know, and it kind of made us, it was all out of love. So it kind of made us, you know, prepared for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But knowing that other people don't go through that experience, that's why I do feel like I am privileged. I'm privileged to live in um, um, mostly black society. So yeah. growing up, I didn't really have too many obstacles as far yeah. as racism. Okay. I mean, of course, it's systemically there. Of course, I ran into problems, you know, going up the ladder and things like that. But as far as community-wise and environmentally, um, well, there's racism in that too. But um, let's just say the social um, aspect of it. Yeah. So, so why do you think racism exists? What, what, what do you think the, the genesis of racism is? Mm. I think it's just put in place just for a certain group of people to maintain power. Mm. And that's just how it's been. So yeah. instead of, you know, everybody coming together for the greater good, it has to be a power structure to keep people here and keep people there. Right. So I take it you you've experienced some racism maybe from police officers as well, or, or being a female. I don't know what that really affects you like that. Um. Yeah, it does. Um, because all the police officers usually that I've ever really been stopped by, we're black. Oh. But okay. um, that takes me back to a moment in my childhood. Actually, <laughs> it was this um. It was this fire. Well, it, it wasn't a fire. We smelt something burning by our playground yeah. in the woods. And uh-huh. of course, we, we're not going to stick around. We're like, oh, it's time to leave. We don't know right. what's going yeah. on. Me and a couple of my friends. And as we were leaving, we pretty much got like frisked. <laughs> like, Ooh. you know, like we were doing something. Like we were leaving <laughs> yeah. the scene of a crime. And it was just really weird to me. I was like about maybe 12 maybe mm-hmm. 12 and it was well, just okay. weird to me but even then I wasn't scared of the police we're kids like go find something better to do <laughs> like what are you doing yeah. harassing us why would we start a fire we live here right <laughs> yeah wow so so you guys are predominantly black city then I, I would think because yep. I live in Indianapolis I think probably the police situation may be a little different a lot of people well the people I know we don't really interact well with them. We try not to interact with them if we can avoid it at all costs. So, because it's, it's, I think our, well, I've had to guess, I say ours is about 20% black here. Not, not, you know, but that's what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, do you think it'd ever be a time where, when all races would get along in this country? Do you think that's something that's a reality? Um, it is a reality. For the majority, I think we all do get along. I just think it's the propaganda that everybody, you know, we have a phone in our hand um, yeah. all day. So we're just being influenced daily by thoughts and media and others, people's aspirations and things like that. But on a, a bigger scale, you still got me? Did you lose yeah, me? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think um, on the bigger scale of things, everybody's really getting along. I think the divisiveness is just really a tool that the internet uses mm-hmm. to make us think that it's really chaos between everyone. Hmm, interesting. That, that's one way of looking at it. I, I guess I didn't think of it like that because maybe we do get along. Because like I said, I live in a, a culturally mixed neighborhood and it, we're in Indianapolis and I have a white neighbor, uh, oriental neighbor on the right and left and a mixed couple in front of me so yeah we do so yeah we seem to get along great so I do think you're right you, you probably own something like that but <laughs> considering that African American people don't own TV shows and 
lot, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I guess we will be influenced by that. Uh, what about in your working profession? How was how that? You said you're a, what do you do for a living again? Sorry. Um, well, I'm a pet. I'm a veterinary nurse. Okay. I've been working with animals in the medical field for about eight years, eight, nine years now. Mm-hmm. But COVID has just been very, um, well, I don't even want to put it on COVID. Um, the corporate world in that is just very crazy. Like, you never know the ins and outs of things until you're actually in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the way that they treat staff in these hospitals is just, it's really sad. Like, they make you work 10 hours a day, and they just don't give you breaks. They make you work. It's just, like, very overworking. It's a very toxic culture. Like, veterinarians commit suicide out of all the other doctors at a higher rate. Why? It's very stressful. <laughs> it's very stressful. Mm. So even seeing, like, knowing that, and then being underneath of them, you know, helping them. Yeah. yeah. It gets gotta, pretty crazy in there. I'd imagine it trickles down to you. If they're having a bad day, then you're gonna have a bad day. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then if the parent, the parents of the pets have a bad day, forget about it. Management. It could be better, but that's okay. I moved away from it because I'm not about to change anything. I'm just going to change my environment. I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I always tell people that I don't leave a situation because I want to teach people a lesson. I leave situations because I learned my lesson. So, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Throw the deuces, I'm out. So, how did you get into that field? What, what, what was the, the draw for you? Um, I just always have a a keenness to animals. I've always loved animals. I've always made it my point to take care of the family pets that we had. Um, and I just decided to go to school for it after high school because honestly, the industry is booming. It's only gotten better since when I started, but it's like a billion dollar industry and it's going up. <laughs> so I encourage wow. everybody to, you know, Get into it where you can fit into it because people don't play about their pets at all. I know, that's right. So what do you actually have to do to the pet? Are you like uh, putting them to sleep, giving them their uh, medications to before surgery, cutting the hair? What all, what all does your job entail? I'm fascinated by that. Oh, yes. Um, I did have to um, do a few euthanasias. That was my Ooh. very least favorite part. Like, mm. Mm-hmm. That was not good. I dealt with vaccines. I did vaccinate pets under the doctor's watch or orders. Um, so I know a great deal about how they work and things like that. And what you they you, do. You vaccinate them? You mean like COVID? You gave them COVID shots? Not not for COVID. This is, this oh, okay. is a new vaccine. That's why I was oh. weary because it was so new. But the mm-hmm. vaccines I've been dealing with, you know, like Lyme, for your pets so they don't get tick disease, Bordetella for kennel cough, um, rabies, of course, and just their little routine vaccinations that they don't really need, but the doctor will tell you. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> okay. I'm joking. I'll, Get your rabies vaccines for your pets. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask you about that because, you know, it's a place we got around here called Tracker Supply uh, Company, mm-hmm. and they sell, uh, I guess, the, the stuff, the shots for dogs. Is it better to go there or to you guys? Um, honestly, with the way things are going, um, with the past few years, I think anybody can give a vaccine at this point. <laughs> they made it, you know, so anybody can give or get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. would just go ahead and do it to your own pets if you can, if you would like to, if you afford to. But of course, always under the medical supervision. Um, of but of course, course yeah. the doctors are not going to advise you to because they want you to come to the office because right. they want to get part of the process. Of course. It's all about money. Mm-hmm. Now, you said, you mentioned uh, that COVID kind of affected things. How was working during COVID for you? Did you continue to see pets or did people kind of hold back or did the, the German Shepherd come there with his little mask on his nose too or <laughs> what happened there? 
Oh my gosh. So the clinics were flooded with animals during COVID. Like really? We were essential workers. So even when um the curfew happened and everybody, you know, can't stay out. I I had a bad like they emailed me a badge just in case. So if I was caught out late at night, I was mm-hmm. an essential worker, so I would I would be let go. But it was really crazy. I mean, and people themselves are hypochondriac, so of course they're they're not sick. They think COVID. Oh, I think right. my pet might have something. You know, <laughs> like oh my goodness, and they would just come in there. But I like that we had curbside, so the people couldn't come inside. Really, curbside. Now, well, okay, because it was snowing a little bit too during COVID. So y'all had curbside stuff out. Well, do y'all get snow up there? Like, like what's what's the, what's the weather conditions up there in the DC area? I know um, Indianapolis. We we had a pretty good run so far here. This winter hasn't been bad at all. Like uh, I think we got hit maybe twice, and it kind of melted away. So I'm not sure what yours is looking like up there. Oh, I'm sorry. You probably didn't hear me. Did you get four? Do you get four seasons there? Yes, yes. We we get four seasons here. Uh, I just don't like winter. What, up there, I didn't hear mm-hmm. what you said about that. What are you guys looking like snow-wise? Oh, we haven't got snow. Well, we haven't got snow. It's like a little sprinkling, kind of. Like we wake up and it's frost over everything. But we haven't mm-hmm. really got a good snow. Like okay. the weather is crazy here. I think they really got a hold on the machine in this area. (laughs) (laughs) Today is like 60, 50 or 60. Wow, that's nice. I didn't know it was like that because we're at 43 right now. I got rain coming in later. But um, Mm -hmm. so, but let me, before I get into this, I just got one more question about this, this, this veterinary thing. Do you have a pet of your own at home? At home right now? I have a doggie that I hold dear to my heart. That's my son's dog, Marley. Yeah, okay. He's about seven years. He's eight years old. What is he? He's a hound mix. Oh, the short one. No, he's big. He's about 60, 70 pounds. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. I know, right? He's, he's, he's adorable. What does he eat? Does he eat Yukonuba, uh, some good stuff, or is he getting that, that old Roy from Walmart? So he gets a plethora of things because, oh. you know, he definitely gets the times because we, we're not balling like that. But I definitely give him toppers here and his food with good things. Um, wow. He gets salmon here and there, rice. Now, you, you're black, rice. right? You're black, right? Of course. <laughs> I'm just making sure. You, you get here a lot of good stuff. No, it's all about their diet. You know, when they become a family member, you want them along, uh, with you as long as possible. So mm-hmm. you got to feed them good, too. Okay. That, that, I'm making sure I got that down. Because like I said, my dog, he never, you, if he heard I am, he thought that was a cuss word. What is that? He knew exactly. exactly. <laughs> he knew every Walmart brand dog food they had. Like, hmm, Okay. <laughs> All right. Another question I want to ask you about was living in the D.C. area not too long ago, we had an interesting situation there where they call it the insurrection. Uh, What was it like? Were you near there? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I saw saw some TV. I don't know what it was like from a real life person. Yeah, it was just unfortunately... I would want to say business as usual because they let them folk, you know, act crazy all the time. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. like we have the Nationals and they play, what is it, ba- baseball? They act crazy up here for that game. But politically, I cannot believe it because, I mean, <laughs> I live here. I've lived here all my life. My family's from here. And I yeah. would never even think to dare, like, to walk up. Like, people can't even walk up there like I don't know if it's like a you know an old an old tale you know like oh don't walk up there you're gonna get shot like even up to the White House like natives we don't really go near the monuments that's more like for the tourists and things mm-hmm. like that we don't you know it's like a look don't touch thing because we it's 
we're preserving that. Like, why do we need to see it? Why do we need to climb up on the things and, you know, deface stuff? Right. That's crazy. I mean, if the other statues, trust me, there's other statues here that we can definitely, you know, do something. don't want to go see the statues oh yeah i was gonna say we don't want to see like the statues and things we don't really care about the monuments because we live here we're more like Mm -hmm. preserving them there's no reason for us to climb on things and face stuff like we don't it's been here you know like yeah yeah why but once we realize okay it's trump and his folks so what are they going to do about it honestly Mm -hmm. it really came down to that situation what is anybody going to do about it (laughs) right yeah so they probably shut the whole city down didn't they or just that area that when it went down no it was back to business as usual not like that's why i'm like nothing really happened it was more so that people wanted things to happen like people really wanted to you know people to be held accountable and everybody wanted the city to be shut down but it was like it happened like mm-hmm. it, what can what's happening you're going to find the people that were there i mean yep. this is dc we can't y'all find the people that was there i don't know <laughs> yeah so a lot what is dc a majority black city then you're saying because i've never been there um, at one point it was. DC is heavily gentrified now and being heavily gentrified. So unfortunately the natives are being pushed out um, at any turn. They're just throwing up um, apartment buildings and mm. 1600 for one bedroom type situations wow. <laughs> in DC. Yeah, so I guess politics is big in that town. So are you a political person yourself or do you not get involved? Um, I'm not politically correct, but I, I I really don't get involved because I am in D.C. Like, I really can't touch because I don't know who's, you know, behind my back, (laughs) you know, who's looking for me and things like that. Who knows what time I'm next to. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. I I stay neutral in politics myself. Uh, I just... I just don't see the benefit of it all. So, but I do watch and I observe things. I'm just kind of, you know, amazed how passionate people are about their their political people. And it seems like there's a lot of things that are said that are true. But you know, people got to believe something. So I guess they they're picking the lesser of two evils. So we'll we'll leave it at that. Okay. I never met a kind-hearted person that wanted to go into politics. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I asked a guy before uh, who was involved with politics, I said, is, is politics corrupt? He said, well, you know, in order to get in politics, you have to have money. And to get money, you got to go to people with money. And then if people give you money, they're going to want something in return. And when they want something in return, you kind of got to do what they want. Otherwise, they won't give you more money or, you know, they got some over you. So he left it at that. So moving on, let's go back to your childhood. Did you grow up in a two-parent household living there? Oh, I did not. I did oh, not. Okay. Who raised you, mom or dad? My mom, grandma, oh. aunts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's interesting. I always ask that question because it's just interesting to see just how people do. Because a lot of, uh, I, I basically got trained as a therapist in my current line of work. Mm-hmm. And they always say, it goes back to your childhood. You know, how was your childhood? Did, did, did you, how did your parents prepare you for the future? So I asked you that. Um, Naya, how did the, your circle, how did they prepare you for the, for life uh, and, and where you are today? Um, well, they did a lot. Like, they did all they can do, and I appreciate them, like, with all of my being in existence. Because mm-hmm. now I'm full circle being in their shoes, having kids and people to look after and raise, it was not easy. Like, oh. it is not easy and I really appreciate them for actually taking the time to pour into me yes. so it takes a lot to just you know quiet down the world and pour into your loved ones because you know you can get caught up in the day to day you can get caught up in 
oh, I got to go to work. I got to do this. I got to do this for everybody and other people. But really, you're, you know, what you're working for and your legacy and everything are the people that's looking up to you. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that they know that. Yeah. Were you, were you a troubled child? Were you a good girl? Or were you somebody who just had to go out there and just, you know, be out there? So it's kind of bold. Um, I was a goody two shoes. I wanted to be so bad. Um, no, I was because I did good in school. Um, I did really good in school, mm-hmm. but I wanted to hang out and do other things. Because I was the only, well, my mom moved from D.C. And it was just me and my brother that were in Maryland. So the rest of my family were in D.C. And they were like 15 minutes away. So I'd always be like, yeah, I'm from D.C. And I want to go to D.C. and things like that. But I knew I grew up in Maryland. But I grew up in both (laughs) because I had family there. But it was just like I felt like in Maryland I didn't belong and in D.C., I didn't belong. So I always wanted to be in both. So I would just delve in both worlds. Not saying that either one was good or bad, but I liked mm-hmm. having the experience because I know too many people didn't have that experience. So I definitely took full advantage. I was a okay. good girl. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to ask that light skin and dark skin friend. I'm going to ask him, is that true? So. <laughs> now, um, so you said that you, they kind of supported you. So did they kind of tell you, hey, you know, watch it back here, uh, watch out for this, or this is racism happens like this, or this this is the guy to date or not date? They kind of gave you all kind of advice like that? So I have received zero dating advice. Ooh, okay. I wish I would have, but <laughs> whatever. But definitely, like, um, what to do, definitely always told me, don't believe everything you hear um mm-hmm. always research that was always like growing up I used to ask my aunt and she was the smartest person I knew what's this what's that and she would like go look it up and I'd be like but you know <laughs> like but you know well, can you just tell yeah, me yeah, yeah just tell she's me she's really <clears throat> like nope go look it up so I really love her for you know it seemed mean at the time but it was really love okay now, you said you, you got zero dating advice. How does that work? You said you had two kids? Excuse me, yes. Okay. Uh, so you didn't get married yet? Did you waiting on that? No, I'm not married yet. Um, okay. I didn't have back examples to the... of marriage. Really? So you don't want to marry your kid's father? You don't want to marry him? He ain't the one? I mean, of course. I mean, of course. But I okay. honestly feel like I am not marriage material yet honestly really some women can't you... admit that but i can <laughs> well how old are you you you, you sound like you're about 29 ish yeah i'm 28 ish <laughs> okay yeah mm. so what do you why do you think you're not marriage material? What, what, what do you need to work on um really my conflict resolution and upholding positive relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, communication could be better, but honestly, haven't we all? I was going to say, I've been through a lot, but haven't we all? I'm not going to even cop that out. My communication could be better. Mm. <clears throat> so you're aware of that. So so I'll take it back. Let me just go back further then. So kids that you do want to marry, so when you are ready to get married, it's going to be with him. Is what your the plan is? Yeah, maybe. Okay, I'll just go okay. speak it into existence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, well, how long have y'all been dating? Then Let, let's go there. How long you and him been dating? We've been on and off since twenty sixteen. Okay, twenty fifteen. So y'all still, I guess y'all getting to know each other. So, how did you know he was the one when you met him, or how did y'all meet? Uh, we met at work. <laughs> there you go. So he's in the uh, veterinarian world too. Um, he, yeah, I was a nutrition ambassador, and he was a nutrition ambassador. So we were like competitors of dog mm. food. <laughs> okay. 
and and who approached whom? Well, I definitely approached him because I was at work. I, I was um, an ambassador. <laughs> so I went over, I introduced myself, see what my competition was looking like. And we just really right, right. hit it off. And he just kept staring at me and fumbling over his words. <laughs> and his <laughs> so you, you knew you had it then, huh? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Like, okay. Well, we had to finish out the shift in the same store. Uh huh. So he asked for my and, number. Wow. So he made that move. Now, let me ask you this: as a woman, a young woman, would you ask a dude to marry you? Never. Okay. <laughs> why do women think that? I, I'm confused. <laughs> what? Please tell me why. Yeah, you 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 sound like he he's a good dude, a captain, and he got to do. You just gonna let him hold this this marriage card until he ready? Of course. That's to say a man who finds a wife. Oh, you read. Anything about <laughs> any woman, you know, it's not my decision, ultimately. So why would I do that? I'm not mm. giving my last name. That's true. That's true. So you don't have a problem with uh, when you do get married, following his lead, letting him be the head, uh, all yeah, that you good no, with them. I have no problem with that. Mm, okay. I would so honestly he, like to stay home. I still work. That's the only reason I'm a little bratty. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I would love to stay home and create so a stay home. Yeah, okay. What, what, do y'all want more kids? Yes, I always wanted a lot of kids, but today's oh climate. Mm, but mm. right now, I'm good off of it yeah. until I reach my goal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I got two, and that almost killed me. So, <laughs> I, I, my hat's off to you. So, Every, you got it. Stop that too. Like yeah, everybody stops that too. Yeah, man. I'm like, Mm-mm. nobody never looks at you with a large family and say, "Hey, you like having long kids?" They always look at the ground, like, "Yeah, I, I love all my kids. I, <laughs> I, I, I love this." No, you don't. You could, you you want a BMW? You want to go on that cruise? But you yeah. can't. So yeah. Okay, so, so that's good. So we got that done. And and what is, let me ask you about him. What, what is your, we're going to call him your fiance. What do you think he likes most about you? Oh, <laughs> what he likes most about me, um, I don't think he likes me much these days. I'm joking. Uh oh. What? <laughs> I know you put y'all off and on. You seem like you calm and mild man. I don't know, you know, maybe it's another side of you. I don't know. No. Um, but what he loves about me most is I just refuse to settle. Like, he knows that if I have something on my mind, I'm going to go for it. Um, mm-hmm. If I put my heart behind something or my head behind something, he knows it's going to get done. Mm. But he honestly loves that I'm so probably I'm very nurturing. Okay. I'm a very nurturing person. I always have been, even since um teenager. I was the babysitter for my cousins and things like that. Yeah. I just have that sense of home to me. Okay. So when I I think that's what he likes the most. Fair enough. Now do uh, so you guys live together or have you lived together yet or no? Yeah, we live together. Okay. Well, I feel they together, two kids here, and you got a couple years in, off and on, off and on since 2015. Mm, you got you coming up on almost 10 years. <laughs> Interesting. So, were the kids planned? Um, no. Ooh. came along. Okay. Was it scary having a baby? I mean, the first time when we were, do you remember what that was like? Yes, it's scary. Um, yeah. Knowing that you're going into it and you might die is probably Ooh. the scariest part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... It's like, um, well, will this staff, you know, care about me enough <laughs> to let me not die? While mm-hmm. I'm giving birth, or do they not care? It's gonna be a write-off anyway. Like you never right. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'd probably be scared of the the pain. I don't. I couldn't even imagine what that's like. And then 
because you know baby's big yeah and like you know i'm like I, I had to get a surrogate or something i was like i ain't no way i'm doing this it's really uh, indescribable yeah but, and I, but you go ahead i'm sorry no i was gonna say my first one i didn't have an epidural but the second one i made sure i had <laughs> that message like, i'm like feeling that that's that long mm-hmm. needle they stick in your back yeah would this kind of numb you or something yeah so it's like a anesthesia block yeah it like numbs your lower half but those aren't good to get either why not but, um because it numbs your body and you need your body to respond you're giving birth <laughs> like you need mm-hmm. your body to do what it needs to do so yeah. it's kind of a, a toss up for epidural I would say yeah. wait as long as you possibly can for any young mothers out there before you get the epidural so the longer it's in your system the more drugged up you're going to be and your baby's going to be oh okay as long as yeah. yeah it's just a lot to it you just gotta it's a learning process that's i'm like mm-hmm. if you only had like one or two kids you don't know about having kids until you yeah. had like three four yeah. ain't no way mm-hmm. do you remember that moment when you knew it was time to go to the hospital is that like an intense fear that comes over you too or the second time you're just like oh okay i know what to do i got this Oh, yes, it's definitely the contraction. They start oh, yeah. maybe days earlier before the baby even comes. Oh, my. So you could just be in pain for like three days while your body's just preparing. Mm-mm. It's just really crippling. <laughs> I can say. Yeah. And you, and you said you would have another kid knowing all this stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't. I, I just couldn't. I, I'm glad I'm a guy because if it was up to me, yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have none. I'd be like you working in the, in the clinic with the with the animals. That'd be my joy. But again, uh, we're uh, this is what's up award the podcast, and we're talking with Miss Naya from the D.C. area, and we're going to move into section two or the uh, second half of the show. One of my favorite things is called getting to know you or rapid fire questions. <clears throat> So just sit back now and just relax and just answer these questions. Tell me the first thing that comes to mind and we're just going to keep rolling from there. Okay, now my first question in this round is this. If you can go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? Hmm. What advice would I give my younger self? What advice would you give your younger self? Hmm. Definitely. Wait to have kids. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, no, it's not definitely. That's not. That's not the one. I know you love them. You just probably would have more time yeah. to over your career and get your your money up and stuff. No, I like that I had them young too, so I could still have some life after they're grown. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, That's true. what would I tell yeah. my younger self? I would tell my younger self, cherish the ones that you have around you right now at this moment. Okay. Uh, what do you expect from marriage? How do you think your relationship will change once married, if at all? If, the, if it will change at all? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my relationship would change definitely for the better um i have high hopes for marriage because i know that that's the first um step to building your legacy mm-hmm. so um i would love to do that and i have okay. high hopes for it it's, it's a little taboo for me but i know i could do it put my mind to it okay next question better artist chris brown or michael jackson michael jackson okay Favorite movie of all time? City of God. Ooh, that was a good movie. It wasn't in English, though, but it was a good movie. That's what makes it ten times better. I know, I had to really pay attention. I like to do other stuff, but it was a good movie. <laughs> uh, first job you ever had? I worked at McDonald's for my first job. That's where I know you from. You messed up my cheeseburger that time. <laughs> I knew I knew you. Okay. <laughs> Who knows you best? Who knows you better than anybody? Oh my goodness. I want to say 
Oh my goodness, who knows me? I'm joking. My brother or my best friend? Who was your best friend? My best friend, Major. Shout out to Major. Okay. <laughs> Brittany, All right. Auntie Eric. Asian. Right. Like hey, how y'all doing, best friends? Okay, <laughs> which one of you like better though? All of them. Mm, good answer. All right, Apple or Mac? I mean, uh, Apple or uh, uh, Android? Um, I'm gonna always say Android because I used to always call them spy phones instead of Apple. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Okay, here's another one. This one, take your time on this one. Five million dollars or five minute conversation with Jesus? Five million dollars. Wow. I okay. don't need to know. I don't need. Wow. Okay. I talk to Jesus every day. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, cool. Um, what's one thing you'll never, ever do again? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's a good one. I would never. Oh my goodness. Mm. You just do it all again. I had a great that's life. That's why I'm like, what wouldn't I do again? I'll do all this again. Shoot, I ain't no problem with that. Uh, I, 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 I'll circle back to that one. Is there a difference between rap and hip hop? Yes, yes. Explain, very much. explain, explain. Um, hip hop is very cultural. Um, it came as a way to storytell. Mm-hmm. It's our way of media. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. It's black people's way of media. Okay, okay. And rap is just marketing. Ooh, I like that. Good answer. So, if you could hang out with any rapper for a day, who would it be? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You got all of them to choose, huh? You got Lil Nas. Oh, my uh, Lord. It would honestly probably be Ludacris. Well, why him? Because he's just so cool. He's out in Africa now with his daughters and his wife. I just want to yeah. hang around more so his wife. <laughs> I yeah, like to hang around you. them and see what yeah, they she, up to. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. She, Ooh, I boy. love her. <laughs> yeah, she seems so quiet. What's her name? Eudoxia? Yes, Eudoxia or something like that. I love yeah. her. I love their she life. She seems very, very submissive because I know he a handful. So that's mm. interesting. <laughs> I think she gave up a, a doctor, a medical career for him too. But really? Yeah, yeah. He got her when she's in med school. I, I, I think she just kind of gave it up on me because. I mean, he rich. Right, I mean, good for her. Yeah, I don't know if she feels... I'm not a modern... I think men tend to like women to be at home if they can, but I think a lot of modern women who want that career, they don't understand that. <clears throat> yeah, they do okay. out in the end. Yeah, yeah, you do, because, you know... All right, uh, cognac or pink Moscato? Oh, cognac. Okay. Uh, how would you like to be remembered... I would like to be remembered fearlessly. Ooh, okay, all right. Uh, what do you think about Beyonce? Is she is she all hyped up or is she the real deal? Um, she's definitely the real deal, Holyfield. But as it's not, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like she's definitely her. She's that. She's you her. You don't think she's over overrated? I mean. I mean, I mean, of course she's overrated, but she's okay. Beyonce. Like that's our icon. Like I can't, I can't. You want to know why it. she's overrated? Because that's yeah. who black women can put up in front of the world. Like you ain't touching us. Wow. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> but this, so you think she's a good singer too? Um. Never mind. She got it all. I don't know. I think J-Lo sing better than her, but I don't want to be like coming after me. I'm just going to be real with you. I've never... I remember when she was with Destiny's Child and she was just a regular person now, so something happened. I think Jay-Z making her more than what she is because without him, she would be nothing. Wait, wait. I have to ask. So you think Ashanti sings better than Beyonce? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Beyonce can't really do it for me. I, I just, I mean, I'm trying not to be a hater here, but it's what? okay. I understand. Yeah. I yeah, understand because that, that, everybody's like, "What is it? Like, why? Yeah, it's I the same it. stuff repackaged every time." Yeah, so I'm like, "What? Is it? I mean, she's a great it. entertainer. <laughs> I get that, great entertainer. But you know, I think you can tell a lot about a woman by the dude she dates. So, do you, mm-hmm. do you find JB attractive? You know, as a, I realize <laughs> looks don't, it's not about looks. Clearly. We're supposed to be the looks <laughs> in okay. the equation. So okay, okay. You don't go for a man with looks. Oh, so so women want to date the ugly dudes, what you saying? Oh, I can't wait for your no, dudes. No, we, we gotta put nobody, a picture don't in tell him. nobody this. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. Somebody told me that the other day on the show, this girl said, I tend to date dudes who got a belly, and dudes who are kind of older looking because that way he won't cheat. I said, really? Didn't know that. So <laughs> we, we see Jay Z still cheated. So I guess that don't work. Halle Berry got cheated on, but you know what? It's it's, it's women logic. I'm, I'm gonna let it ride. <laughs> let me ask you this: What do you? How do you feel uh, feel about uh, marijuana? Is that something that people should do or shouldn't do? I feel like it's to whoever it's to whoever needs it in their journey to wherever Need they're going. <laughs> Need it? Okay. So, are you pro or against? I don't want to get you in trouble with your job. But... Well, I'm definitely pro nature. Like, it's a oh, plan. Okay. It's a plan. Oh. I'm never going to say, you know, ban anything that comes from this earth. Well, they do stuff to, to marijuana now that it wasn't done back in the seven. They put a whole, right. it's way, they call it loud for a reason, so, but <laughs> Right, right. They make oh. the plants like way more feminine now, so that's why you see a lot of um, feminine people that smoke it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and Diddy just bought the largest uh, cannabis plant in the country. I guess he just over. Yeah, he he the man. He the main man now. So that's interesting. Well, let me ask you this: Speaking of that, mm-hmm. since their marijuana is so socially acceptable now, do you think that people who went to jail for it should be uh, let out? Should they, should they be the sentence be revoked and stuff, or um, that's just in the past? Water the bridge. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. um, I have a um, that hits close to home for me because my father was incarcerated for marijuana, oh. on and off in my life. That's why I've had to be raised by my mom and aunts and grandma and stuff. So. Um, even him coming out of that, like they would lock him up here for six months, out there for, you know, a couple years and out. And it was just like so petty, but it was so much time lost to the point mm-hmm. where he doesn't even smoke weed. Like he doesn't, he don't even want to touch it. I tell him it's legal. He don't care. Like, unfortunately, he still dabbles in other things. Okay. But that's why I'm like, <clears throat> they made weed so demonized that people won't even touch it no more but they'll go touch other things that right so so weed is legal out there yes it's legal oh i didn't know that oh so so then so you do smoke weed then i take it um i let that stuff go Oh, okay, good. I, I don't mind. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad you've been clean for a couple hours, so I, I do give you flowers on that. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to ask you about somebody I saw on your page. His name was, uh, somebody had passed away. I think his name was Rashad. Rashad? Rashad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, who was he? Who was he to you? He was um, a friend I met out of high school. Um <laughs> We were not really dating, but you know, Uh-oh. when you just get out of high school and you mingle in with peers and you see people here, you see people there. He was one of those friends that we were like building up a close bond. You're probably about to date, but I didn't really know him that much, you know, to pursue it that much. Like we were kind of, pers- he was pursuing me a little bit. Um, so he was just sneaky link. Yeah, but it wasn't nothing sneaky about it. <laughs> we okay, were just, okay. Just teenagers. Because he didn't know you was just about to meet the dude at the uh, your competition at the the, the ambassador. No, he was good. Okay. No, he came and went before that had that okay. even happened. So what happened to him? What happened? Um, 
God bless his soul. One day he went to a party. Um, he loved go-go music. That's another thing that we used to um, bond over. Go-go oh, music is... Go-go. You hated it. I mean, it's okay. No. It's just an area thing. It's a, yeah, yeah. Well, you had that one song. That one was good. But go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so he went to this party one day, and I guess it was... Um, it wasn't a go-go, but usually most after go-go's we know that somebody will probably get shot or killed what go-go's everybody loves go-go music but there's a lot of hoods in dc like this hood beefing with that hood and this hood beefing with that hood they don't care they all trying to go to the go-go because they want to have a good time but But you know when you go to the go-go you may not come back you may get you know it's a that's why I'm like we we have PTSD oh, over hey. that. We Boy. definitely have PTSD over that because you went in oh, there knowing God. somebody was going to die. You just still went no way. Having Boy. a ball anyway. That must have been one heck of a party. <laughs> it's it's yeah, cultural. That's really. like that was our music. Like that was what kept us going. But it just definitely mm-hmm. got sad. But um, neither here nor there. He was leaving a house party, so this wasn't even a go-go function. Yeah. And I heard that it got cleared out by the police or the police got called or something happened. But he definitely left because I heard that the police cleared the party out. But then he ended up getting shot and he died. Oh, no. Sorry to hear that. I know that had devastation. It was devastating because we used to talk. Like, we used to talk. I was waiting on this phone call. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, he got shot. And then it just never added up to me because how did the police escort a party, you know, to get let out and then people shooting anyway? Like, what was y'all? Where did y'all go? <laughs> like, what? Why did that happen anyway? Mm-hmm. So yeah, me and my conspiracy theorist self, like, oh, yeah. he just he had good organs. He was yeah. he was Ooh, tall. could be. Yep. Yeah, I can hear you. <clears throat> you sound kind of low, but I hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't hear know you what back. happened. Okay, I don't know what yeah, happened. You, you were telling about the conspiracy theory. <clears throat> he had good organs and somebody got him for that reason. Yeah, because it just didn't make sense to me at all. Because he was there at the party. The police came and shut the party down. So everybody should have made it home safe. But him, mm. he did. And it just never okay. sat right with me. Yeah, sorry you had to go through that for a yeah. I think that was like 2013, 2012, something like that. Yep, I just graduated high school, 2013. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. let, let me give you my uh, last two questions. Second to last question: What celebrity do you think you look like, or get told you look like the most? Oh gosh, I don't get that like I used to. But back in the day, I was a strong Janet Jackson. It's my cheekbones. Mm. <laughs> I okay. had those cheekbones. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I can see that. I put a picture up for those people who who are listening because we were gonna do audio, uh, video, but you want to do audio. Y'all, y'all see her? <laughs> Got a picture of her all done for you. Uh, did, now, some of our listeners celebrate Black History Month. Not sure if you do live up there in Chacha City, but is there any any uh, historians that you think are, are a great candidate to think about during Black History Month? Any great historians to think about? Yeah. Who comes to mind for you? Definitely. Um, I recommend Hidden Colors. One, two, mm-hmm. and three. There's a lot of great historians in those. But the greatest historian is your elders and your family. Oh, yeah. So I would say say pull them down, sit them aside, and talk to them as much as you can take in. Because you don't know Mm -hmm. what, you know, you never know their story, what they came from, how you made it even here. Yep. But you also said your stories didn't give you no dating advice too, so we can't come to everything. So, oh yes, definitely pick and choose, pick and choose. <laughs> Speaking of, what, what you gonna tell your kids about dating? What would you tell them? You, well, you, you gotta I, break the cycle. Yeah, I have sons, so I'm gonna tell them 
worry about your money first and foremost. Your mother loves mm. you. Get your money first. Right. Your mother loves you. <laughs> like, don't be mm. looking for love out here, you know, all crazy in the street because you got that. Just worry about your money and your morals and your character. And you'll have whatever you want after that. After you worry about those things, the world is yours. But money don't necessarily make you happy, though, right? I mean, you, you know, more money, more problems. I mean, definitely, but it's it's a tool. Right. It's a tool. And they're men, so they need to use tools. <laughs> okay. And since I heard something the other day. This guy said that a man doesn't need a woman. He needs to have a purpose. So after he gets his purpose and his hustle on, then his woman can come along and be accomplished. So, mm-hmm. kind of those lines. Uh, but before I close the show, I just want to say three people that came to mind I thought were some people worth noting was Jesse Owens. He was a track and field legend back in the 1936 Olympic Games where Hitler didn't like it. Mm-hmm. He won four gold medals. There's Ethel Waters. She was the first American, uh, African-American star on her own TV show called The Ethel Waters Show. And of course, George Washington Carver from 1864 to 1943. He was best known for what he did with the peanut. However, this dude did everything. And he helped Henry Ford come up with a plant for his production of the Model T Ford car that people still use to this day. But people don't get the same. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay, Miss Naya, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show up, but I want to thank you for dropping our laugh today and, and sharing some of your views with us about your life and what you do in D.C. But is there anything that we missed that you might have wanted to share with us before we wrap it up? Um, yes, one more thing, actually. Um, yes. Since it is Black History Month and you mentioned it, um, we do have a lot of monuments and historical um, figures here. And yes. Frederick Douglass' house is actually walking distance to one of my uncle's houses. And okay. um, underneath his house, his apartment, um, there's slave quarters still there. What? Yep. <laughs> so what do you mean slave quarters? What, are they laid underground, underneath the floor? Uh, yeah. So it's like they have the apartments on top. And, you know, when you go downstairs, some places to do your laundry. Over in the corner, it's like it's look. They look like chicken coops, but they big, <laughs> like just enough for a slave, you know, just to stand up in there and turn around a little bit. Wow, so, that's like a prison. Yeah, <laughs> like it's still this type of um, <laughs> it's still this type of architecture around. It's still this type of richness in this city. Wait a minute, is that for like? For for memory purposes or to show people or, or are they still using that stuff? I don't think they still use it. I just ain't think they got around the gentrified the, the building yet. The building is old. <laughs> so I don't okay. think they got around to tear it down and see what's really uh, down there. Yeah, yeah. They don't really care too much because of the residents yeah. that live down that live there. So I see. So do you think maybe <laughs> what the choice like Kanye said? Um to an extent. How so? What do you mean? Because at this point, I feel like some are still enslaved. You mean to like drugs or something, or to to anything? Because it, it's mm. it's mental. That's what he was trying to say. Okay. It's more. Yeah. Well, of course, the physical change. They did put a number on us, but like I said, going back to the dark skin, light skin, deprogramming, self hate, systematic racism. Like it's it takes a lot to overcome it, but the the chains aren't physical no more. It's very mental. Mm. You sound like you've been reading some stuff. You read a lot. <laughs> I do. Okay, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Well, yeah. um, can you let our listening audience know where they can find your social media footprints uh, on Instagram, Facebook, or I don't know. You might have I uh, MySpace. I know you got an AOL account too, so. I didn't oh know my, my face still working for you too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, my AOL account. Um, yeah. you can find me um at on Instagram at, at extraordinary two X's and one underscore at the end. Mm-hmm. And I also have my new page. It's a a bathing page for the gals that like to bathe. <laughs> yeah, you, I'll you just take showers and stuff. Yeah. 
taking baths. Like, oh. um, I'm just showcasing hand soaps and artisan soaps and things like that. Like okay. you said, Amiru, I knew you, sh- you shouted them out. They sponsor. I'm going to go look them up and follow them. <laughs> yeah, they, they got that good vegan stuff. Yep, at Bathing Babe. 